Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people with the power of your love through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <coughs> this weekend in Pamplona, Spain, begins the Fiestas de San Fermín, the week-long festival when people gather for the running of the bulls. And of course, also for a week-long traditional celebration of controversial bullfights. The matadors that perform are always vested in flashy costumes depicting traditional dress from another era. And quite often, the torero or matador, the bullfighter, makes a grand entrance into the arena to the music of a march called the Paso Doble. This music originated in traditional Spanish dances, and as titled Paso Doble, it has a pattern of a double rhythm. This Paso Doble rhythm is often used in dance competitions. We've seen it much on television. But it's even more prominently featured in a few movies. And one that always comes to mind is the Australian film, Strictly Ballroom. And in this film, which depicts dancing, which is anything but Strictly Ballroom, the main character, Scott, is challenged by his dance partner's grandmother to dance the Pasadoble. Now, this dancer, Scott, is crazy talented. And so he starts this pasodoble super fast with a rhythm that doesn't really hold up. It kind of falls apart. And he spins and he does all these twists and turns. And the entire family of his dance partner is looking at him and just bursting out laughing. What's so funny? Scott yells. To which the grandmother approaches him and starts, she puts her hand on his shoulder and starts... Uh, clapping a rhythm. One, two, one, two, three. One, two, one, two, three. And she does this and she asks him, where is the rhythm? And Scott thinks. And he starts moving his feet and she gets very stern. No, 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 no. The rhythm is not there. And so then she puts her hand over his heart and does the rhythm again. One, two, one, two, three. Over and over again. One, two, three. Until Scott gets that the rhythm is inside, where he feels his passion for dancing. And the grandmother says over and over and over, listen to the rhythm. Listen to the rhythm. Do we ever feel out of sync with God? That no matter how great our intentions are to pray and to follow the life that Jesus is calling us to follow as disciples, that we're sometimes out of sync. Prayer, in fact, is a way to synchronize our lives with the life of God. A way to link our hearts into God's rhythm, into the very heart of God. Rowan Williams published a book called Being Christian, and he argues that one of the most important points that Jesus is trying to teach us about life with God is that our prayer life 
should help us eventually realize that God is not at all far away. In other words, as we continue to develop a rhythm of prayer for ourselves in life, we eventually start realizing that God is not distant. Today's gospel has Jesus explaining once again what life with God can actually be like. At this point, he is frustrated because the kingdom of God has already arrived. The blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, but the people surrounding Jesus, they're confused. They're feeling like even though they're seeing all these wonderful things happening all around them, they don't understand. There's something about, there's something about their perceiving God and the actions of God as something removed from them, far off, disconnected, out of sync. And so Jesus tries a different approach. He uses imagery of a life out of sync, playing music, but no dancing. Experiencing loss and lamentation, but no emotional connection. He is clearly dumbfounded at the people's lack of understanding. And so he prays this prayer about God hiding God's wisdom from the wise and instead delivering it to infants. He's acting like a frustrated teacher. It seems that no matter how much Jesus explains himself, his explanations don't seem to be heard quite right. He's acting like a frustrated teacher kind of like my piano teachers did when I was a kid and I didn't practice. I'm sure some of you can relate. Jesus is trying various approaches to have his followers get what he's saying, and he's still coming up a bit short. God seems far away to them. Even St. Paul in his letter to the Romans has been experiencing this in his own life, in his prayer life, and, and in all sorts of other aspects of his life. He talks about that he keeps picking things outside of the realm of God because he feels like he wants to, even though he does not understand why he is out of touch with what his heart is truly desiring part of living the life of a human being. This is a struggle. St. Paul feels out of sync. Jesus feels out of sync with his followers. So Jesus changes gears and he changes direction and he offers them instead a far more memorable and compelling invitation. Jesus offers them an invitation. Come to me, all that you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In otherwise, in other words, <coughs> how about we press the reset button and resync our lives with God? Are you tired? Jesus promises you a way to rest your hearts. Are you carrying lots to worry about? How about discovering the gentleness of God? Does God seem far away? 
How about working to seek a God who is humble in heart, who offers you a light burden, a way to encounter your fullest life possible with an abundant portion of love and a generous supply of rest from your cares of the world? All of the sudden, the things of God seem a little bit more familiar or a little bit closer to you. God doesn't seem quite so far away. We get drawn into this fellowship with someone who calls himself gentle, not judgmental, gentle. We get invited into a soulful rest, and we can find a soulful rest in someone who claims to be humble in heart, not some type of overseer or overlord, but humble. And suddenly, if we're holding in tension, or we're holding in our anxiety, or some type of great sadness that our lives aren't playing out exactly the way that we want them to be, we get to exhale. And then, quiet, rest, your soul gets to be restored. And then at some point, that rhythm of life starts picking up again, and maybe some stressors of life get picked back up also. But in this time, instead of seeking your own self-directed rhythm, you start attempting to listen and feel the rhythm of God, the rhythm that you can find in prayer, the rhythm of a gentle God, humble in heart, made known to us in Jesus, a God calling you into a new way to be. And so we practice hard. Maybe we do two-a-days or three-a-days. We practice how we pray because we find this gentle Jesus compelling, refreshing, restorative. We practice and think about how we want to do this. As a side note, If you ever want to have a conversation one-on-one about how to pray or how to increase your prayer life, please call the office and schedule an appointment with me because this topic is too important to neglect. Just like you practice throwing a baseball or playing the piano or you practice doing yoga or cardio or CrossFit or maybe even learning another language, Jesus invites us to practice a sturdy rhythm of prayer in our lives because that rhythm of prayer sinks us into God's rhythm of love. And when we start seeing the real kingdom of God at work in the world all around us in helping others, in alleviating suffering, in sticking up for the marginalized or the guy that you're seeing getting stomped on in some way or maybe even for your next door neighbor just because they're having a bad day. We start aligning ourselves with the work that God is doing in the world. We're recharging or resyncing our hearts, re-energizing our lives to do the work that God is giving us to do. But sometimes this is hard. Even St. Paul had a hard time with this. 
take our bulletin home and reread the second reading at some point later today. You'll see Paul's struggle. That's why this is so important for us to talk about today. We cannot be afraid of God. We cannot see God as other or somehow far away because if we have our lives to live with this kind of shielding or barriers or this kind of fear, we're only living halfway. Our souls need to thrive in the fullest life possible, and Jesus is promising that he will help you. The time to shield our true selves from God is gone. Attempting to pattern our lives on a self-created rhythm isn't really who we are. Editing our prayers is self-destructive. We're looking for rhythm in our heads, but the rhythm isn't there. Jesus begs us to find a full life with him. He begs for us to stop thinking of God as far away. Jesus is gentle. Jesus is asking you to resync, to reboot, to listen for it, to hear it, to feel it, and to experience it in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul. It's time to listen to the rhythm.